Bedtime Stories for My Girlfriend, Part 1. Our story begins in a small hut on a small island. The sun's just about to set and it's raining lightly. Peering out the window of this hut was Gary. Gary lives alone on the island, no one else there, just himself. And he's happy that way. Every day he goes and collects stuff from around the island, cooks up a meal in the afternoon, and then sits in his bed and watches as the sun sets out over the horizon. And this night was pretty similar to most other nights. He sat in his bed, the rain pitter-pattering on the roof, but just as he was about to drift off and fall asleep, he saw a light in the horizon. Slowly and attentively, Gary watched the light as it became bigger and came closer to the shore. He wasn't sure quite what it was yet, so he decided to get up and go have a look. He ran down the stairs of his bamboo hut, out the front door, and along the beach. And when he got there, he saw a person on a boat. Hey you there, he said. What are you doing on my beach? No one's supposed to be here. The man replied, I've washed up ashore. I'm not sure quite where I am. Can you help? Gary hadn't seen anyone on his island in years now, and he wasn't quite comfortable with them being there. No, he said, you can stay outside. I'll figure this out in the morning. The rain intensified and started bucketing down. Come on, let me inside, please. It's wet out here. I'm going to be so cold. Gary refused. He slammed the front door of his hut and went back upstairs. That night, Gary could barely sleep. He didn't know whether it was from the excitement and the nervousness of someone being there or whether he felt bad that he had left them outside, but he was tossing and turning. Around midnight, Gary had had enough. He went down to the beach. He couldn't stand the thought of having left someone out there cold and in the rain. Even though he didn't know who this man on the boat was, he thought he should at least let him inside for the night. Oh, thank you, thank you, said the man on the boat. By the way, my name is Ronald. What's yours? Gary, he replied. Now come inside and don't bother me. I need to get my sleep. The next morning, Gary and Ronald woke up. Gary still wasn't sure about having someone else in his house or even on his island. But they sat down and had breakfast and talked it out. So Ron, what brings you here? Well, you see, said Ron, back home I was a plumber. It's not much, but it's a noble job and it puts food on the table. I never had a family or many friends and one day I was visited by a strange spirit. She told me, Ron, you have to go out and find your soulmate. They're out there somewhere. 
across the sea. Search and you'll be forever fulfilled. When the time is right, you'll know what to do. I didn't know quite how to take it at first. It seemed odd. I was pretty happy just as I was. But as weeks, months and years went on, I started to feel something that I hadn't felt before. A kind of emptiness, a kind of loneliness. And one day, all of a sudden, I woke up and I just wasn't excited anymore or keen to do what I usually do. Have you ever felt that? No, said Gary. I get up every day, I forage around the islands, and I'm happy, just the way I am. I don't need anyone on this island. And as much as you've got your little story down pat, quite frankly, I don't think this island's the place for you. You're gonna have to keep searching, Ron, and find your soulmate somewhere else. Well, Gary, you're really something, aren't you? Look, I didn't say I was gonna find my soulmate here. I didn't ask to wash up on this island. If I could just stay for a few days until I get my boat fixed and back on the water, I'd be super thankful. All right, well, I guess I don't have much choice in the matter, do I? Unless I just plonk you out on the sea and let you drift away. So, what do we need? Said Gary. Well, here's the problem. I've run out of gas and the boat's too heavy to paddle all by itself. I really don't know what's going to get me off this island. Well, Ron, you might just be in luck, said Gary. There just so happens to be a special spirit right at the end of the island, through the deep woods. Legend has it that the spirit will connect you with the thing you need most. I went there once, though, and it gave me nothing, so I wouldn't get your hopes up too much. The journey there is perilous. I only made it there once, and I was a lot younger then. Well, what are we waiting for, said Ron. Let's get to it. And so the pair went out the front of the bamboo hut and embarked on their journey. So Gary, asked Ron as they were walking, I've been meaning to ask, how did you get here in the first place? None of your business, said Gary. I'm here now and that's all that matters, all right? All right, I guess so, have it your way. The pair kept walking through trees and bushes until they reached a canyon, a large crack between two rocks that didn't seem like you could go around it. Do you remember this being here? Asked Ron. Don't be daft, of course I do. I just don't remember it being so big. It's as if the rocks have moved apart over time, said Gary. Shouldn't be a problem for a strong bloke like you though. It's not me I'm worried about, said Ron. Oh, don't be silly. I can jump a gap. Come on, look at me. I'm fine, said Gary. Gary refused to believe that he couldn't make a gap. If he could do it once, he could do it again. All right, well, I'll go first just to test the waters, said Ron. And he jumped across with all his might, just making it over to the other side. 
Piece of cake, said Gary. Now it's my turn. Gary stepped back, looked to the rock, and without hesitation took a run up and jumped. But the second his feet left the floor, all the confidence left Gary. Oh, oh no, 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 no. It was clear as soon as he jumped that Gary wasn't going to make the entire canyon. He hurled towards the other side, arms reached out, trying to see if he could grab onto a rock when he landed. Ron reached his arms out to try catch Gary on the other side, but as soon as they held hands, they both plummeted into the bottom of the canyon. Oof. That wasn't my finest work, said Gary. I guess my age is starting to show. It's alright, said Ron. I know how that feels. And hey, at least we're down here together. They both dusted themselves off and got up and worked on trying to find a way out of the canyon. So, said Gary. Ron, I've been thinking about the question you asked me before. How did I get here? And the truth is, I had a soulmate once, or at least I thought I did. They left me all of a sudden. One day they were there, the next day they were gone. My heart was so broken, I sailed out to this island, let the boat float away, and promised myself I would never become friends or fall in love with anyone again. And that's how it's been since I got here. I can't even count how long it's been now. This is my life. Ron was taken aback. Until now, quite frankly, he thought Gary was just kind of rude and soulless. They walked the rest of the way in silence and eventually found a ramp out of the canyon and onto the other side. Gary and Ron finally reached the last part of their journey, the deep forest. The spirit they were looking for wasn't the only spirit on the island. Within the deep forest lies the beauty spirits. These spirits are said to be so beautiful and so divine that people can be locked looking at them forever and ever. If we want to make it through this deep forest, said Gary, then we have to look away. Keep your eyes forward, and if you see a glowing light, look down, whatever you do. Don't lock eyes with the beauty spirits. The two began their walk through the deep forest, keeping their eyes down, holding their hands to either side of their head to block their peripheral vision. They had almost made it through the whole forest, when Gary saw a bright flash from out the corner of his hands. Keep looking down, keep walking, he said. But Ron's footsteps had stopped. He turned around and Ron was standing up straight, hands by his side, locked by the beauty spirit. Gary squinted so that he couldn't fully see what was around him and ran grabbed Ron by the hand and pulled him. Stop, I have to keep looking, I have to keep looking, said Ron. Gary pulled him and they started running, but Ron was resistant. 
whatever he had seen had stunned him completely and he just didn't want to look away. Ron, snap out of it. We need to go right now, said Gary, pulling him harder and harder. I have to keep looking, said Ron. I have to keep looking. Please, let me be. I want to keep looking. Gary circled around back past Ron, stepped back a few steps, took a run up and tackled Ron to the ground. They both fell on top of each other. They had made it out. In the distance, they heard the most beautiful song they had ever heard, chiming off into the distance. They were safe. Up ahead, at the top of a large cliff, stood a spirit. It was the divine spirit that they were looking for. Ron must have still been stunned by whatever he saw because he was pale as a ghost and hadn't said a single word to Gary. They walked up to the spirit and kneeled before it. Gary said, Spirit, I have brought my friend Ron. He needs your help. He was told by another spirit that he needed to find his soulmate and he washed up here looking for it. Can you help? The spirit chuckled. <laughs> Don't you see? There is nothing left for me to do. I have brought Ron exactly where he needs to be. Gary was furious. This is the same thing you told me all those years ago when I asked for your help. What are you even good for? I don't understand. What are these twisted riddles you speak in? The spirit chuckled again. <laughs> I do not speak in riddles. I am speaking to you straight. How it is. You are both where you need to be. Don't you see? I make no mistakes. Granted, it took Ron longer to come search for what he needed than I anticipated, but you are both where you need to be, and you both have what you need the most, each other. Ron looked at Gary, and Gary at Ron. Ron found it hard to believe that a grumpy dude on an island all by himself was what he needed. But the more he started to think about it, they balanced each other out well. And after all they had been through, he did kind of consider Gary a good friend. Two souls cast out from the rest of the world. Two souls on a search for the thing they needed most, company. Ron thought it was love he needed, and that was what he was looking for. Likewise, Gary was looking for his soulmate. He thought as long as he couldn't find them again, he would never be happy. But it turned out all along, all they needed was a friend and someone to get them through every day and be there and share moments with them. Be gone now, says the spirit. Never doubt me again. My work is done here. Now go back and live your lives. Our story ends on a small hut on a small island. It was raining lightly and the raindrops were pitter-pattering on the roof of the hut. 
Gary and Ron had just finished dinner for the night and sat looking out over the horizon. And Gary turned to Ron. Geez, I hope there's no other ships washing ashore anytime soon. They both laughed and lived happily ever after.